You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the Green Dragon. Welcome to the Green Dragon Shorts. I'm Jeremy, and today we have a look at the Assault on Lothlorien Legion from the Defense of the North source book. Assault on Lothlorien Sauron's plan to conquer the northern lands of Middle-earth is to launch a three-pronged assault upon the North's various kingdoms. A glittering host of Easterlings has been sent to wage war upon Erebor and Dale, whilst an army of orcs and foul creatures has marched north through Mirkwood to assail the realm of the Elven King. Yet Lothlorien remains unchallenged, and Sauron knows that should Galadriel lead the Galadrium against him, then his army shall fall. In a bid to hold the armies of Galadriel at bay, Sauron sends another, smaller army of orcs to Lothlorien. This army, whilst not large enough to win victory alone, is sent with the purpose of delaying the Galadrium for long enough for Sauron's forces in Mirkwood and Erebor to crush their foes and then sweep across to Lothlorien to engage the Golden Wood in all-out war and burn it to the ground. Knowing that Galadriel possesses great magical prowess, Sauron has sent many of his orc shamans to Lothlorien in the hope that they can bombard the Golden Wood with enough sorcery to drain Galadriel of some of her power. These orcs are led by the orc shaman known as Musgur, a wily and vindictive orc who has learned to draw strength from the death of his foes before using his own crude form of dark sorcery to enfeeble his enemies and leave them helpless. As the orcs continue their war with the Galadrium, an army of Moria goblins has snuck down from the Misty Mountains under the cover of darkness, intent on joining the battles under the trees. Together, the combined forces of orcs and goblins, and the different dark magics they both bring with them, are a potent force. Any that stand against them will have to contend with the overwhelming sorceries that they can employ if they are to survive. So the Assault of Lothlorien Legion is one that I've been working on just a little bit because I've been playing through the scenarios with them and quite enjoying the scenarios based around Lothlorien. But this list is really, really impressive and I've played a game with it. Um, I'm not going to go into too, too much details about this game because it's a top secret assignment. But I want to play through more games with this one because I get the feeling that this is probably one of the better Legendary Legions in this book and possibly in the game itself as well. It's it's very potent. It does suit my playstyle really, really, really well, but I still think it's going to be one that's, that's tough to, to mess with. And and the FAQ ruling on the, the cover of darkness rule really does help it out. Even without that, though, it's it's pretty brutal. So you get a mixture of orcs and uh, Moria goblins. And this is nice because I've played a lot of Moria goblins in scenarios, which basically they're there to provide a foil for the fellowship and die really quickly or against dwarves, but they still die. Like, they're not there to do anything, whereas this force is pretty tough. It's got Muzga as the compulsory model, uh, the first of two compulsory models. He's an orc shaman that, that could be uh, an interesting leader. He plays very differently to most other leaders in that he's in that he's mainly a debuff character. So he's, for 70 points, which is not cheap, but not expensive either, Hero Fortitude, which gets bumped up in this Legendary Legion, uh, he's a Mordor Orc, so he only leads the Orcs in this Legendary Legion. He's got a pretty standard Orc Captain profile. So a move 6, a fight of 4, 4 plus. The fight 4s can be useful, the 4 plus you won't use. Strength of 4, defense of 5, 2 attacks, 2 wounds, 4 courage. I would like that courage to be 1 pip higher, but 4 courage is okay, you can deal with that. 2 might, 4 will, 1 fate. Um, armor, dagger, spear. Spear's nice, you can keep him protected nice and easily, because 
I know it's it's nice with those two attacks to get into combat, but a lot of times I don't bother. Our heroic actions, channeling and defense, I don't use these very often either. I like that might to be for something else. And his special rules are what, what makes him go. So he's got power from death. So he's able to, uh, when he slays an enemy model in combat, he gets a single point of will back uh, spent early in battle. So that's pretty nice. And that can be, from what I hear, slays a model in combat. Should be able to use that from spear supporting, but I'll check that up. I'll, I'm happy to be proven wrong on that one. But either way, you can get some will back. Magical powers are, are three useful ones. They're not, not amazing, but pretty good. Drain Courage on a 2+, plus, very easy to cast. Uh, they're all range 12. Wither is nice, lowering strength on a 3+, plus. that's probably my go-to, honestly. And then Transfix on a 4+, plus is really nice as well. Transfix on a 4+, plus, not the best Transfix in the world, but Transfix is pretty handy, especially with all the forces you're going to have with him. But also he gets a rule in this one where, with the Dark Magics, they get to reroll any number of D6s when making a casting roll. And I love this, because if you say want to really get a power off, if I really want to get my Transfix off, I can roll two dice, and one of them's got, say, a 4, and the other one gets a 2, I'll re-roll the lower one and try and hope for the six. Or try and hope for a five. Try to hope to better the four, but I've still got the four guaranteed. So I can roll part of it. That's that's pretty nice. That's pretty nice. So he's a leader. You have to include him and then at least one named Goblin Hero model. And you've got two choices for Goblin Heroes that have a name. So you've got Druzag, who's a very good character, but 90 points will eat into your points a little bit. And then Ashrak for 55 is a budget option. And they both get up to uh, Heroes of Valor in this one. So they can lead 15 models in, and they probably will. And the Shamans are Heroes of Fortitude as well, which is nice as well. You get Shaman options. I'll go through the options pretty quickly, and then I'm just going to talk about, well, what I, what I plan to do with this this ridiculous legion. So you've got an Orc Captain, which is a decent option. Two points of might. You've got good war gear options, Warg, Bow, Shield, all useful in this one. Orc Shaman, also a Warg option. Nice. Uh, I don't know that I'll go the Orc Shaman because I tend to lean into the Goblins a bit heavier in this army list. Uh, Druzag the Beast Caller, very, very, very good choice. Ashrak, I'm not so sure about Ashrak. I know that the um, the Shroud of Shadows channeled is really, really nice, but it doesn't really suit my playstyle. And he's got a lot of uses and he gets you the Venom back Spiders. And I do take him, but I kind of just leave him as a bit of a, I'll run it a Gilgalad or something like that and just really annoy them and just wave at them and hope that they get scared off by the Paralyzed potential. Moria Goblin Captains for 35 points with either a bow or a shield for 5 points apiece. Good options. Good options to take them with no war gear. Excellent options to take them with the bow. Okay, options with a shield. They're very useful and they're very cheap. Moria Goblin Shamans, 45 points. Probably you could take that. Uh, in a big game, yes. In a small game, maybe you, you don't need it. A Wild Wild Chieftain is a good option, especially with Druzag. That enraged Wild Wild Chieftains are really, really nasty. And just Wild Wild Chieftains on their own are pretty nasty. So that, that's a good one, and that's probably your best hitter character. The Orc Captain of Wag's not too bad, but that's that's a hitter. Wild Wag Chieftain. If you want a character, you want some might on your hitters, there you go. Uh, Wild Wags for 7 points, yep, take them with the Chieftain, that's fine. Giant Spiders for 20 points, yes, yes, lots of them. And then you've got lots of options for other troops. You've got your Orc Warriors with all the usual options, the Banners, Bow, Shield, Spear, Two-Handed Weapon. I'm a big fan of uh, Spears, and I'll, I'll go why in a moment for those. Wag Riders, really good choice. You can go Banner, you can go Bow, you can go Shield, Throwing Spears. I'll talk about my, my preferences very soon. Orc Trackers and Wags, yeah. Yeah, probably not. Probably not, because Mori Goblin Warriors with Bow are probably a better choice. Because they've got the Cave Dweller rule, they get to, to ignore the cover of darkness, so you're probably not going to bother with Trackers. Maybe if you want your Bows on a Wag, but even then, I'm not too fast. Four plus to hit is good. 
Yeah, four passes hit is pretty good. Although that that's it's it's not not a bad option. Probably still gonna go for the Moro Goblins. Unless you want to lean heavily into the orcs. Moro Goblin Warriors, you've got all the options here. Bow, shield, spear, very good options, and that's probably the core of my army. Then you've got Moro Goblin Prowlers, which are the stars. They are so, 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 so good in this army. And I'll, I'll go through why shortly. I'm, I'm promising so much that I'll do shortly. I will go through these ones because they're a big talking point. Wag Marauders, very nice model, but expensive. 30 points. Not, not hugely expensive, but you're not going to take more than a few of them. You could lean into them pretty heavily, and they're not they're not too bad. They they do their job, but they can be counted as well. And Bat Swarms are amazing. 35 points, though. So they, they eat into your points. So one of the the weakness of this arm, I guess, is you've got so much good stuff that you're going to have to leave some of it at home. You can't get all this stuff in. And if you do, your numbers are going to be too low because you do need numbers in this army. But the special rules are what just takes this army from being a good collection of models to being outstanding. So you've got uh, the Cover of Darkness rule, which you bring, basically, you, you reduce the visibility to 12 inches and then you get one plus bonuses to wound, uh, which your goblins ignore because they're cave dwellers. So they, when they're getting hit, uh, they don't get that wounded. I hope that changes, and I hope I'm interpreting wrong, but anyway. But basically, it means that the shooting is much more damaging, but at short range, which helps you because you've got a slow-moving army. You don't want to be having a 24-inch shootout. You want a close-range shooting, and it does help your prowlers and your wag riders who have throwing weapons. Then you have the best rule. Ruthless Savagery. Friendly Orc and Goblin models gain a bonus of 1 plus to wound in a fight in which the opposing model is outnumbered. Note that supporting models do not count for either side for the purpose of this rule. This is amazing. If you can get two bases, uh, and it doesn't really matter what it was, if if you get a spider and an orc, the orc's getting one plus to wound. If you're getting... It just it just happens, because you're going to have big numbers in this army. This is huge. One plus to wound is amazing. So these things are not worried about, about wounding. Put these with the prowlers. The prowlers are already getting bonuses to wound for the, for the two-handed weapon. That, that's just phenomenal. It, it, they just do damage. They're... It's a bit of a glass cannon list, but it hits so hard, and it's got so many models that you've got the redundancy when you do lose models. Uh, the Dark Magic's re-rolling for casting just makes your Shaman so reliable, and it means that your offensive powers really good, really good. Uh, Druzak can stand there confidently doing one dice in Rages, just without the channeling even. Just, just throw the one dice in Rages and just bump a spider up for a couple extra attacks. And then Venomback Spiders with Ashrak. Venomback Spiders are so, so good. Uh, you can't take them normally, so that's the reason to take Ashrak, and it's a, it's a good option. Ashrak does some other things as well, but bend and back spiders mean that you reroll all the wounds. That's that's really nice. So the way I play this list at the moment is I lean really heavy into the Goblin Bowman, the Orc Spearman. So I have a warband with Muzga with basically a whole bunch of Orc Spearmen, as much as I can fit in. Banners, because you get the banner there, so you take a banner. So I take a banner with the Orc Spearman, and then I take a couple Warg Riders, maybe up to three, with a throwing spear and a shield if I can afford it. And this this is my stay at the back warband, because it can adjust. I can use it for bait, and its job is to just run away and then end up in the back of the list, which does a couple things. It means my fight three is safer. Fight three is not amazing, but it does its job here when you've got a fight two front rank. It also means I can strengthen the line wherever, and I can make sure I get that banner. I'm tempted to take a couple banners. I, I'm going to play around the list a little bit and see if I can take multiple banners because I think that will help them a lot because you want to get a lot of attacks in here and you want to get lots of dice because if you win combats, things die. So anything you can do to help win the combats really, really does help out. I try to take as a good number of prowlers. Like I've been running eight at the moment. Um, I'm pretty happy with that. I would be happy to take more because they're such a good model. And they're also basically a, a skirmishy front rank. 
They don't have to engage, and a lot of times they prefer not to because of the throwing weapons. But these guys are just absolute stars, and they hit as hard as anything for, for their seven points. So just if you didn't listen to the, the Epic Moria episode, the Prowlers for seven points, you get fight three and a shooter four plus, which you will use. They're just goblin movement of five, which yeah, you'd be okay with that. Strength three, which is misleading. Defense four, which is okay. Courage two, attacks one, wounds one. Yep. They've only got the two-handed axe, which means they're always going to gain plus one to wound, or always getting minus one to lose. And then you're probably going to get them in with friends. You're probably going to manipulate it so you've got the extra one plus to wound. So you can be looking at two hand two plus to wound already. You've got throwing daggers, which are outstanding, and four plus to hit with the plus one to wound because of the cover of darkness. Once again, so deadly because they're the cave dwellers as well. And then you've got the backstabbers rule. So these guys, just say you're going at, I don't know, a defense four guy, which is not unheard of. You go there, you trap him, trap the defense four model, you pierce, okay? You're a two-handed axe, so you have to be two-handed. So you get one plus to wound for the two-handed, one plus to wound for outnumbering, because if you trap them and you've got another model in, you've, you've outnumbered them, good on you. And then one plus for the backstabbers, three plus. So you're normally doing their strength four to defense four, four plus, Auto wounds. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Three plus to wound against a defense eight. Iron Hills with inner shield wall. If they find, find a way to trap them, it's just nasty. So good for so little points. And you will pack the combat. You will make sure there's a spear behind. And that, that's a huge buff to these guys that you can get a spear behind them. They they make the list work. They are really, really, really nice. you got bat swarms. you got wag marauders to help with the traps. It just does work. It does work so well. What I find is that I don't take the basic shamans because I'm, there's too much other good stuff to spend on. I usually have been going for Muzga and Druzag as my compulsories, and already that's a good amount of points in Heroes. And as my third, I've been taking Ashrak, and, and then that takes me up to 650 very nicely. I wouldn't mind dropping Ashrak and some, some of the bonuses, maybe a Wagon Marauder for two Goblin Captains. I want most of my troop slots to be goblins because I do want to have the maximum amount of goblin bows. I don't expect to do all the wounds with them, but they do make sure that I can choose where the fights are. And what I want is the fights in wide spots so I can go and surround the other army and make sure that I've got lots of guys in the combats. I don't really want to fight in a bottleneck because it's much harder to get that outnumbering bonus. So I want to fight in a nice spread out area and they allow me to do that. So I can then move around and I can I can dictate terms there. Same with the Prowlers. They, they do that as well. They dictate terms. So I've got a good amount of Prowlers, a good amount of Goblin Archers. The Wag Marauders, I take a couple of those, one or two. Maybe they've got some Orc Archers on them as well. Sorry, Goblin Archers. So they're, they're really nice as well. And then that's why the Orcs, I've just lent in the Spearmen. There's some Goblin Spearmen as well. I rarely take shields in this army or many of them because I just want to attack. I don't really want to shield. I want to throw as many guys in combat. And even when I'm outnumbered, even when I'm in trouble, I would rather actually just fight the combat because I've got so much damage potential. It just hurts the enemy. If you just throw dice to wound, I don't really mind if my guys die. It's very rarely where I'm in a position where I want to shield. So I'm not bothering with that, really. If I want to go defensive, I can just throw a bat swarm in the way. Or a Wild Marauder is actually not a bad defensive piece. Maybe the uh, one of the, the, the heroes throw a defense up. You can do some good stuff with that. I try to save my might. Uh, I know that some people who play this go really, really aggressive with the channeling, but I'm a big fan of just holding it off for the moves when I need to make sure I'm in the right position. 
and I try to make sure the opponent's spending their might as soon as possible as well. So if I've got might and they don't, I can dictate terms entirely, and then I can dictate where the spiders go, where the bats go, where the prowlers go, where all the nasty stuff goes, and just just rip the, the opponent apart. It's a tough army to play against. I'm My army, the one I've been playing at 650, the weakness is that if my if I get broken, my leadership is not amazing. But Druzag has the fury on himself if he wants it. Mozgar's got... I'm pretty conservative with his will, so he's got a few points of will spare, and he can start killing models and get more will back, so he can use that to pass courage tests, which is always nice. Because you basically... If you sit there with a four will, he's guaranteed to pass the courage tests. Now, you want to use his spells, but you can get that will back from combat as well, so you can start say, I don't know, putting him into some easy combats and getting some kills and then, then sorting out things that way. It's it's an army that moves at all different speeds. You've got 5-inch movement, 6-inch movement, 10-inch movement, 12-inch movement. So sometimes getting it to where it wants to be at the same time can be a challenge, but then it's not necessarily hard either. And you've got weapons that work all the way there and you've got the cover of darkness to help you get there in time. So I'm not too worried about that. I don't really see the weaknesses, and maybe that's just because I'm used to playing with things like Wildman and, and really lightly armoured glass cannon stuff and putting them in positions, and this feels like an absolute luxury. Like The goblins feel so much stronger, and then the one plus to wound in either shooting or in combat is just it's just really, really nasty. So I'm going to update you on how I go with this list, and is it as good as I think it is? I think it's really good. I'm going to play through it a bit and see if it actually is. I'm going to... All my local opponents will start hating me, but that's okay. They can take their nasty stuff as well. They've been taking nasty stuff, so I'll see if I can match it. Um, I'm pretty happy. I've got the army all painted up, ready to go. I've got all the options, so I'm going to try all different things and see how I go. It's a big list. There's lots in it, and it's it's a scary list. It's a scary orc and goblin list, and I can just... I think it already has done some serious damage on the tournament scene, but I can see it being sustained there. I also suspect the February FAQ will come hidden in some way, so it feels like the... <laughs> the Black Riders or the White Council of this book. So, yep, I expect it to be nerfed a little bit, but I still think it'll probably play well even if they do take away some of the rules because I can't see them just blanketly taking away a rule. I can see the cover of darkness getting changed, so it's not as abusive. But uh, other than that, it's not a huge amount that they're going to be able to just FAQ and change, although they could. They could. But it's got so many options. It's just, just a powerful list. It's Yeah, it's a good one. I'll see how it goes. Um, it feels much better than the other orc one that's in there, the orc spider one. Felbings and Merkle, which I've been playing as well, which feels like if you play against elves, it's okay. If you play against anyone else, it's pretty underwhelming. This one seemed overwhelming. So anyway, um, we've got some good plans coming to the Green Dragon. We're going to be getting some episodes out. We have booked the recording sessions and things. So I'm looking forward to, to 2023 to be a bit more productive than, than last year. And hopefully we get some more episodes out and I get to talk to you soon. Thank you, listener. Remember, traps win games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. The Green Dragon Podcast discusses tabletop wargaming using the Middle Earth strategy battle game rules for Games Workshop. We have no affiliation with Games Workshop, Warner Brothers, New Line, Tolkien Enterprise, or anyone else involved in Tolkien's universe. We're on our own. Thank you to our patrons for your support. You can become a patron at www.patreon.com slash thegreendragonpodcast. You can contact us via our Facebook page at The Green Dragon Podcast or on our email, thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Not so sure about that plural. This podcast is for entertainment, so please take it that way. Farewell, listener. The road goes ever on and on.